anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me on this lovely Saturday afternoon where only one of us has to work after this show is Justin handy hillbilly boy Campbell. What's happening, man? Oh, nothing too much. Uh, just preparing for the inevitability that eventually some uh, FBI agents are going to come raid my little farm here and drag me away because I'm ultra MAGA or some crazy shit. Yeah. You're one of those extremist MAGA Republicans. That we, I, I still have not heard anybody define what is so extreme about MAGA Republicans. I, I mean, it, it's like an, an honest question for me. Like, I don't see the extremism there. I thought the and, really interesting thing about the wording he used in that speech was on multiple occasions, he mentioned the mainstream Republicans. It's like you're you're admitting what all of the rest of us have been saying is that they're they're just a bunch of mainstream like normies. They're they're not actually anything more than uh, leftists with an R next to their name. Like, thank you. Are for- you when you say him, you're referring to the great uniter and Joe Biden? <laughs> yes. It's going to yes. save the soul of America. OK, I just want to make sure that we're talking about the big guy who's yes. going to yeah, gonna bring the country together. Yeah. Pedo Peter. Um That was, yeah, so that's going to be what we talk about on today's show was the epic speech that by the epic rant, it was a rant that that, that could only be rivaled by my rants that he just went on. I've never really seen a president go off like that on on half the country. It it was unbelievable. And I, I can't tell, like, if I didn't know better, I'd say that just the optics that they were going for, they were trolling us. Because it was so perfect with the red backdrop and he's surrounded by fucking Marines, like at attention. Oh, man, it was so bizarre to watch that happen. I will say, though, I've never seen Joe Biden look better, more alert, more driven and coherent than when he's going full on fascist dictator. <laughs> it really is unbelievable. They had him jacked up on some hella uppers to to be able to deliver that speech. And and it was interesting cuz you know they didn't write it out that way. Like a lot of that was him kind of going off the cuff. And my kids, I, I watched it with my kids and they were going, "Didn't he already say this? Didn't he already say this?" Like he repeated himself. 
about three times on a lot of his points. Like he, it wasn't entirely scripted. I don't think I can't imagine that somebody put that down on paper for him to deliberately say, <laughs> I would like to meet his speechwriter because th- this was just, it was so fucking tone deaf. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it was almost as if he thought it was January 7th of last year. And like the all of these Republicans are like rioting in the streets and all this violence and extremism and they're unwilling to accept the elect. Like this is all old shit. It's over a year old. Well, and even even to that point, the stuff that happened on January 6th was it wasn't like it was widespread. It wasn't like, you know, summer of 2020 where it was literally going on in a dozen different cities and there were actually buildings and businesses getting looted and burned to the ground and police departments getting burned to the ground and cop cars getting flipped and people actually getting killed. No, no um, it was an, a, an isolated incident at the Capitol that there's a lot of very questionable footage of it. Like even, even what they are portraying it as and continuing to run with doesn't really seem to be what it actually was like, except for to the, the most, Trump derangement syndrome uh, experiencing leftists like it's just not it's not that but that's going to be their their you know their marching point from here until eternity is that it's all ultra MAGA it's all Donald Trump is some sort of fascistic disc- dictator that's trying to bring about uh a new Nazi Germany or some crazy shit. And you know, as if, if, if he, if only that were the case, like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I hope these ultra extremist MAGA Republicans are taking notes because could you imagine if there was no January 6th for them to obsess about for years to go? Like, what if that just didn't happen? They, they literally have, they, they just have to go back to Charlottesville. That's all they have. They have Charlottesville and January 6th. And I don't know if there's the opportunity for it to have not happened. Like, I think it was enough of an inside job that just the simple fact that people showed up that day, like, unless literally nobody showed up, it was going to happen. And even if literally nobody showed up, something was going to happen. They they were too, I think those who are behind the scenes pulling the strings on this sort of thing were too committed to something had to happen that day whether something happened or not um they were gonna they were going to ensure that there was a narrative to be twisted out they certainly um facilitated it in a lot of ways and uh that clearly that was intentional and you fucking maga idiots played right into their hand but uh let's uh so there's a lot it was like a 25 minute speech or something like that um, as you said, he did repeat himself a few times, but he also c- contradicted himself uh, quite a few times. Do you want to go through the article or go through some clips first? How do you want to do this? Let's let's play some clips and then we can kind of hit on. Um, so we've got a an article from the Washington Examiner that kind of goes through some of the different points where he contradicts himself or just makes completely like blatantly false statements. Uh, so yeah, let's kind of, let's go alongside the clips with the article and look at, look at the two kind of side by side because we get to listen to him say stuff and then we can kind of break down where he missed the mark yeah. on some of this stuff. Cause there was right. a lot of stuff that he, he went on uh, his little tirade with that was just 
like completely wrong, like not even, not even, not even factually true in any way. Yeah. And uh, make sure, let me know if you can hear this or not. I'll crank up the volume and everything, but this is, uh, this is about three minutes into his speech. So he just starts out talking about like the place that he's having the speech and the foundation of America, American democracy, which drives me crazy because let's talk about that let's start with that before we get into anything because the the whole defending democracy and the sacredness of democracy and all of that stuff that pisses me off to no end because the founding fathers went out of their way to try to explicitly make sure that this was not a democracy to try to make sure that it was a republic to try to establish that democracy is a bad thing that it should be a republic it should not be taken to the point of democracy and and now democracy is like the the sacred cow that uh, can't be slaughtered yeah it's unbelievable he he talks about y'all you know, they don't respect the constitution and these founding documents and democracy and like you said their goal was to prevent democracy they hated democracy they've watched you know they'd studied history they'd watched every democracy just fucking collapse under its its own weight and it's it's just a horrible idea when you actually start thinking about what democracy entails but they never actually it's like you know extremism they never define it they never tell you what they mean by democracy it's just like you say democracy and it's just like sunshine and rainbows and everything's wonderful like it's synonymous with freedom and liberty and it nothing could be further from the truth it is tyranny of the majority it is, you know, two wolves and a sheep deciding on what's for dinner. You pick your, you know, uh, analogy or whatever. And it's just, it, it, it's so flawed on every level. When you just think about, think about the average American voter and what is expected of them in order for a democracy to function. Like, like you have to know a lot about a, a wide variety of topics. You have to know economics, monetary policy. Uh, you have to be familiar with the healthcare I- industry, the foreign policy, like the entire geopolitical uh, arena, you know, energy. <laughs> the list just goes on and on. And the idea that people are going to be informed enough on all of these topics to make um, a, a good informed decision when it comes to voting is absolutely ridiculous just on its face. And then you're assuming that there's a candidate that has the correct position on all of these topics. <laughs> it's just like, just that those two points right there just show you how unworkable this whole thing is. Well, it's like earlier I was reading a thing about uh, these citizen-led ballot initiatives in a number of different uh, Republican states. And these, these citizen-led ballot initiatives are coming out of like the big cities, the metropolitan hubs, the deep blue parts of these red states and it's and and basically it's a way to circumvent a state legislature they're bringing about these they're bringing these um initiative the ballot initiatives to try to get to try to get it past a legislature and into a popular vote in the state where the the big cities can basically just pack the ballot box and and get these initiatives into law without it having to go through the legislature. And I mean, that's, that is, that is the failure of democracy. That is the whole reason that we are supposed to have a representative Republic is because it's supposed to be like, everybody's supposed to have a, you know, 
an equal say to some extent or another. When you when you do that, then it devolves the whole system into mob rule. And who has who like who's the biggest mob? That's the one who gets to to make the decisions. Like that's yeah. yeah I, these but these citizen led citizen led ballot initiatives should absolutely be struck down. The and courts are to to their credit right now. The courts in these Republican states are. Uh, they're dismissing them. They're finding ways to keep them from getting onto the ballot because uh, it, it, that's what it is. It's it's mob rule. Well, right. And the idea that our our like individual rights are subject to a vote is it's ridiculous. Like that's you know the it, he talks about the founding of America. Like the idea that we either have individual inalienable rights or you're subject to um tyranny of the majority like and what's so good about a majority by the way like who cares if the majority of people i mean let's go through history and talk about how wrong the majority of people have been on everything even just like the earth being the center of the universe uh bloodletting <laughs> the majority of people believed in that the majority of people thought slavery was a good idea the majority of people believed all this covid bullshit I mean, like the majority of people are fucking retards. Why would we listen to them? Why? Like the majority of people are so goddamn stupid and ignorant and prone to manipulation. The idea that just because you gather up more people to and, and you can convince them to vote a certain way and that's going to lead to the best outcome is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's. Hoppe's democracy, the God that fails, goes through a lot of this kind of stuff. And and like if for anybody who's listening that hasn't read it, I highly recommend it. Like there are there are a lot of huge flaws historically to just any purely democratic system. And and unfortunately, like again, going back to history, like anytime you do have a democratic republic, eventually it devolves into democracy and then it falls apart and and i mean yeah, we're, and then it we're, devolves into communism <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting to witness that in real time unfortunately yeah yeah and i mean i have covered this before on the podcast i remember when you know hong kong was having all those riots and they were like you know they're fighting for democracy and, and i remember talking about just how misguided a concept that is to be fighting for um, but yeah, they just, he just uses these terms interchangeably. He even jumps back and forth between democracy and Republic in his speech. And it just, the idea that you can just say democracy, he had a tweet. It just said democracy. It was just one word <laughs> like, oh, we just say this. And it just, it means everything that's good until you're on the losing end of the vote, because Every time things are up to a vote and, you know, uh, it doesn't go the way of the Democrats, well, then it's, uh, you know, fascism. They don't like them. They want to filibuster. They get rid of the filibuster. They need to they need to change all of the rules in order to prevent democracy from actually functioning when they're on the losing end of the vote. And it's not just that. I mean, that's everybody. Everybody likes democracy when you're in the majority. But when you're not in the majority, democracy really sucks. Well, what was it? The the uh, the Democrats had used something. I don't know. It's been in 2016 or or earlier to to get it where just a simple majority could pass a vote on a certain thing. And then as soon as the House flipped, 
and or as soon as the Senate flipped and the Republicans had it, then they started pushing through their own stuff. And the Democrats are all screaming, oh, no, that's not fair. It's like, motherfucker, you're the one to put the rule in place. And it's the same for uh, I'm sure it'll be part of the clips. Well, like he talks about that the um, MAGA would won't accept the the outcome of a fair and free election or whatever. Yeah, they Uh, only like it. Yeah. Didn't you motherfuckers (laughs) just spend four years saying that Trump stole an election? Uh, Oh, Russia did it with like thirty eight thousand dollars worth of Facebook ads. That's all it takes. (laughs) Apparently so. Then didn't we talk about that on the last show that it was actually even even the information that ended up coming out of all that was that the Hillary campaign had a lot more of a tie to Russia than Trump's campaign ever did. But never mind. Yeah. Like the level of projection that is taking place here is is incredible. I mean, the nobody projects harder than the left when it comes to just about everything. But to get up there and give this kind of speech where you're basically demonizing half the country and declaring war on them with the, you know, a Hitler-esque backdrop (laughs) right behind you, it's... Oh my God, it's so funny. And they're just, you know, he's calling them semi fascists and all this shit. Not in the speech, but uh, before the speech, obviously. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and let's play this first clip and see what I got queued up here. Clear. Right, clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. These are hard things. But I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. And I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult, no matter how painful. And here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now as I speak in state after state to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Let's talk about that. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Because they've been talking about this since earlier in the year. So with something that happened in 2021 following the election uh, results of 2020 was a number of states, including Georgia, Michigan, and Arizona, some of the big swing states that had some questionable election outcomes, democratically elected uh, election board officials, secretaries of state, and auditor positions for these different election boards to oversee and make sure that elections are being conducted properly. They also had state legislatures who passed election uh, election reform to add in voter ID laws and to 
have verification and validation of mail-in ballots to ensure that mail-in ballots are being done properly. This has all been played by the Democrats as a subversion of democracy. To have people democratically elected into these positions is a subversion of democracy. That's that is how they are turning this turning all of this over to to partisans is yeah. by winning democratically held elections. Well, and anytime you put up any sort of barrier to entry, like if you make it any you know, you have to show ID or you have to be of a certain age or something like that. It's, you know, you're you're uh, taking away our most fundamental right, the right to vote as if your vote actually really fucking means anything. But, yeah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like you don't you don't have to prove you are who you say you are. I mean, wouldn't that be, you know, um, undermining democracy if you just have a bunch of people pretending to be other people voting? <laughs> well, no, because those those people who pretend to be other people or, or the especially the dead people who vote, they all vote Democrats. So that's not undermining democracy. That's actually how democracy is intended to work. Everybody should have a voice, even if it's a voice from the grave. Yes. As long as the vote goes to us, then it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's just so fucking ridiculous. And the I, I love how he's like he tried to do the Obama thing where like I'm not a a red president or a blue president. I'm the president of the United States or whatever, a red America, blue America. And uh, he just couldn't fucking land it. And he's like, he's literally talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's like, yeah, we have these like really violent extremists that are undermining democracy. They're a threat to our way of lives. These MAGA Republicans, they're horrible. But also, like, you know, everybody's equal and we have to bring everybody together. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute. Well, which is it? Well, and it's not it? even it's not even a majority of the Republicans, but it's definitely a majority of the Republicans. Like he. <laughs> right. If it's not a majority of the Republicans, what are we worried about? If it's just this small number of crazy uh, extremists. <laughs> I just love how Donald Trump is still in control somehow. I haven't heard a word from Donald. Like you have to go on to like truth social in order to hear from Donald Trump, which I don't think anybody really does. I don't even know how to do that, but just like who the fuck, like how is he still in power uh, and, and influence just because like he'll endorse somebody and then they'll be like, yeah, I'm like a Donald Trump endorsed Republican. I don't even know what a MAGA Republican really is. Like, how do you define that? Well, and the, the really, the really crazy thing about that is a lot of those, um, a lot of those candidates have not run on a Trump endorsement. They were more the distant right type. Um, so like Trump gave them an endorsement and that was a big deal for mainstream media, but for the campaign itself, like, like Blake Masters, JD Vance, some of these others, uh, that was made into a big thing by the mainstream media, but for their campaigns itself, they really didn't mention it. Like the, it wasn't, that wasn't some big sticking point for for their or for their uh, primaries or for their campaigns going forward. So like it's the the whole Trump endorsement has been had a lot more to do made of it by the mainstream media than what it actually has by the Republicans who are getting the endorsements and, and running for these positions. Yeah, well, and I know there's been reports that that the Democrats are actually funding uh, like Donald like Donald Trump endorsed candidates and things like that because they want to run against 
uh, a MAGA. They have, they're like, their only hope is to associate everybody with MAGA Republicans so that they can run against this like ghost, this demon of Donald Trump that they've created. It's really something to to watch them uh, try to operate here. But let's uh, let's keep rolling. Let's see what else we got. Those are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, but they look at them as patriots and they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. That's why. Okay. There, there's some great fuck Joe Biden <laughs> chanting going on in the background, which is hilarious. Or maybe it was let's go, Brandon. I don't know. You couldn't really hear it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, you know, they want to they want to, you know, take away your right to choose and and your health care and the yeah, gay merit. Like, do they do they, though? I, I mean, they so they. They sent back the the right to choose um, to the states. Some might argue that would be even more democratic, letting each state decide. Uh, and I guess it, de- it depends on how you define democracy, of course. And that's kind of the direction that they're trying to move with the gay marriage thing, is it's not trying to overturn the right to gay marriage it's to return that as a state's rights issue uh, right along Which, the same I mean, lines i remember at the time that that was you know the supreme court overstepped its bounds with that too you know they're not supposed to just be determining the law of the land right um even though i you know i agree i think uh, gay people should be able to get married monkey pox be damned <laughs> I guess I, I just don't give a shit one way or the other as far yeah, as that goes. No. Like it's yeah, more chicks for me. If the <laughs> if a state wants to allow it, then cool. If not, I mean that didn't stop people from <clears throat> from having their gay marriages or civil unions or whatever before it was um, like you just go somewhere. Like even the states where they didn't allow gay marriage they still recognize civil unions and gay marriages that had been conducted in other states that did allow it. It's, so it's not like it was uh, putting anybody out significantly. Yeah. And I, I really just don't, 
I mean, I don't see anybody running on these things, really. Uh, it doesn't seem like this is at the forefront of any Republican candidate's campaign. I could be wrong about that, but they're much more concerned with like inflation and gas prices and like everyday cost of living and being able to operate your business and go outside when you want to and things like that than they are with uh, gay people getting married and uh, the, you know, he, I have some more clips like later on where he talks about the soul of America and like what it do. And I can't like. I, I want to ask them, like, when they think the soul. Uh, starts like when do when do you develop a soul? Because if you're going to be aborting fucking babies left and right, what, what, what happens to those souls and when do they get that soul? <laughs> because they're very concerned with the soul of America and he defines like what a soul is and all this stuff. We can get into that later. But it, it, like the first thing I just go to, I was like, wait a minute, you're talking about, you know, killing innocent human beings. And then, you know, two seconds later, you're talking about saving souls interesting something that he's touched on already like early on is that they want to um void the constitution or ignore the constitution can can we just like take a second to look at half of the executive action he's taken over the last year and a half and that, how like not, not just the student loan thing that's yeah, unconstitutional <laughs> nothing that he's done has been constitutional and that's there was actually, it was funny, there was a USA Today article that talked about um, how it's time to end the emergency, uh, state, the COVID emergency and the like officially declare an end to the pandemic and stop legislating through uh, emergency action or emergency authorization powers and stuff like that. Uh -huh. They won't do it because this is like their unilateral way to just do yeah, whatever a, the fuck they want. It's a fucking po and, politician's and, wet dream. Right. This is their workaround for the Constitution. That's It's the only reason that they haven't ended the emergency declaration is because they can subvert the Constitution yeah. by doing this. Right. But yeah, yeah it's the, the, it's the, the second, MAGA Republicans yeah. <laughs> are the ones who are anti-Constitution. The, the second you give them the out where it's like, hey, if it's an emergency, you can do whatever the fuck you want. They're going to find an emergency so that they can do whatever the fuck they want. They'll declare anything an emergency. I mean, obviously, we have extremist MAGA Republicans running amok all over the country. It's an emergency. Well, that's something that I, uh, that's a, a conversation I've had with um, like friends who are in Florida or Georgia where they may have concern over the potential for a Democrat to get elected to the governor's position. Like, what has your state legislature done to curb the emergency and executive authority of your governor because you've had a republican governor through covid who was pretty good sure but that doesn't mean it's going to be forever what has your state legislature done to curb their their authority and their power because like here in indiana our our republican governor governor was very bad on covid and as soon as the state legislature got back together in 2021 they took they completely stripped him of his emergency authorization like they gave him they took away all of his powers he couldn't do any of that stuff anymore and he he was fighting it up until like november of 2021 and losing it every turn because the state legislature like went about it in the right way to say you don't get these powers you can't disband the state legislature and just rule by uh by authoritarian decree you have to actually go through the proper chain of command 
to to do things regardless of the state you know a state of emergency uh like if you have concerns that you may end up with a democrat you know that's the way the democrats are going to wield power is they're as soon as something comes up that they can declare an emergency they're going to declare it an emergency they're going to bypass the state legislatures and they're going to do whatever the fuck they want so what has your state legislature done to prevent that like that's that's where it has to start Right. And it's it's just such a major flaw in this whole concept where it's like we're going to put all these checks and balances in place and we have these procedures and this is going to prevent this from happening and that from happening. But if there's an emergency, all this goes out the window. And it, oh, God, it's just it. It always reminds me like one of my favorite uh, memes was from uh, the episode of The Office where like Dwight's trying to get control to like take over the office because it's a and he like has this like diagram where he's like there's this one scenario where like everybody reports to me and he's like got this whole thing fucking worked out <laughs> just like i promise to return all the powers to you once the emergency is passed <laughs> just like yeah no they're never gonna do that they never give back power the the emergency will never pass or it'll pass from one emergency to the next so that uh, i'm just waiting for the the climate emergency to be announced because like that's that's the, I, that's the ultimate emergency they're trying to build towards like that's what they're trying to do is that's i think that's the reason that they haven't declared an end to the COVID emergency is they haven't figured out how they're going to pass it off from the COVID emergency to the they're next working emergency. on it man i mean the rhetoric is it's an emergency they just yeah they're they're having trouble convincing people so there, there has to be like, uh, yeah, the transition maybe has to be a little slower. But yeah, that's the ultimate. It's even better than this virus that's floating around that we can't see it. It's like, oh, it's raining today. Climate change. It's really hot today. Climate change. It's really cold tomorrow. Climate, like whatever happens, they can just declare it. Oh, it's an emergency. It hasn't been this cold in 40 years. Did you see the charts that showed like the um, the year over year averages from since like 1998? Uh, up through 2021 and basically the global climate hasn't changed at all it's yeah. it well, stayed pretty much exactly the same like it's on on level yeah there was so there's um i remember watching there was uh there's that guy that was on rogan a few times and they were talking about those uh the ice that you know from like the polar ice caps they would like dig down and pull ice from like fucking 200 million years ago or whatever it was and then they like could extrapolate the you know the temperature range for hundreds of millions of years i think it was but it was like at least thousands of years for sure and it was like yeah it just goes it's like up two degrees down two degrees and it just keeps bouncing around in this range and then there was like one outlier when like this huge spike hit and that's like when the fucking we got hit by a meteor it wiped out all the dinosaurs or something but like other than that it's just been like up, 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 bouncing around you know two degrees here two degrees there each way and just for thousands of years and it's just like we're not we're not going to pay any attention to that I, I i know i've mentioned it before on maybe on my own show um michael Crichton is an excellent science fiction author or was an excellent science fiction author and he has a book called state of fear and and if you go to the glossary section in the back of state of fear it's it's almost as thick as the book as the book itself because he actually does a lot of like research like i think i think Crichton was a he was like a uh mit graduate or something so anyway he he was a sharp dude and he had done a lot of research and he had all of his research and documentation listed in the in the, in the back of the book and you could go through and, and state of fear was basically a complete debunking of the entire like 
climate change, global warming narrative in a in a you know science fiction storytelling manner. But it was it was really good. I, I highly recommend it. State of what's it called? State of fear. State of fear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is just the perfect thing for them. That, you know, because you can't, you don't have to define it. It means something different to everybody, but it's like super scary. And we can create these like doomsday scenarios and movies where like we get hit by this gigantic tidal wave or it gets like, you know, 40 degrees below zero and we all freeze to death or something. What was the, <laughs> the day after tomorrow with the like polar vortexes that just yeah. traveled all around? Right. And it's just like, dude, even if that's the case and that's going to happen, there's nothing that we can do about it. <laughs> like there's literally nothing that we could do. Uh, I'm sorry. We we can't even like think of the most basic things that government tries to do that they fail miserably at. They, they've been an abject failure on every level, but they're going to take on like the most complicated and most powerful force on the planet, <laughs> the weather. Okay. I mean, come on, dude. You guys are living in a fucking fantasy world. But yeah, I mean, just like it's always rich when you hear either Democrats or Republicans talking about respecting the Constitution. Because 95% of everything the federal government does, maybe even more, is unconstitutional. Like there's very few things that they're supposed to be doing. And that's the problem is that they do all these other like forgiving the student loan debt is unconstitutional. But loaning money out to students is unconstitutional. Like, there's no authority given to the federal government to loan money to people. You, they can't do it. They can borrow money. They can issue, you know, treasury bills and treasury bonds, and they can borrow money from the American people, but they can't loan it. So, like, none of these things are are constitutional, and it's it's just taken as a given that they're allowed to do all of this stuff. It's it, it really is. Uh, quite something every time a politician this day and age talks about the constitution uh, well, particularly from the left because they despise it so much and they, they hate really, everything that it stands for they really prey on the ignorance of the average person like they the constitution isn't taught in in any realistic manner in at any level of of education really so yeah. so nobody actually knows what the constitution says or or understands what it means in the things that it says like it it's crazy yeah i mean article one section eight is basically it <laughs> like that's it that's all they can do and it's it's so i would love to sit in on like a a history class like a whatever a civics class or whatever they teach the constitution now in like a government school just to see how they're presenting it i, I mean i couldn't imagine i mean at the, when i went through it at the time I don't think uh, schools were nearly as bad as they are now, but just like the the number and you don't know it at the time either because you're so young. You haven't been around long enough to realize all of the contradictions that they're like, <laughs> there's more contradictions in that class than there are in this Joe Biden speech, <laughs> which, by the way, we should play another clip. Let's uh, let's see where the next one is. We got to get through some more of this. There's a lot of good stuff in here. Oh, let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Respecting conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. 
But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. There are far more Americans, far more Americans, from every, from every background and belief, who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. Now, folks, it's within our power, it's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. I believe America is at an inflection point, one of those moments that determine the shape of everything that's to come after. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. Let's talk about that. Let's not dwell on the past. Let's Let's not dwell in fear. Let's move forward with hope and optimism. Also, January yeah, 6th is the worst thing to? to ever happen since Pearl Harbor or 9-11. No, and since Charlotte. The MAGA stuff. Republicans are coming to <laughs> coming for you. They're literally coming for you. If you're if you are a woke progressive, the MAGA Republicans are coming for you. Dude, that that was unbelievable. The level of disconnect. Like, who is he actually talking to here? Is he talking to himself? Because he literally, like, they've been obsessed with with one incident with like a hundred people from 2017. That's five years ago now, <laughs> and then January 6th, one day, a year and a half ago. And the, the entire basis of this speech is these crazy, deranged, extremist MAGA Republicans are subverting. Our, they're a threat to our democracy. But let's not live in the past or dwell on the past and live in fear. No. <laughs> or, or we can move forward. Oh, what would you like to do, Joe Biden? Yeah. Oh, man. He, he doesn't know what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, it's. That was delicious. That was a delicious uh, little minute right there. Uh, uh, unbelievable. And people are like applauding. <laughs> like he's making these great points. It's just insane. The, the, the complete lack of, uh, I don't know, self-awareness for yeah. like everything that he's saying, as opposed to everything that they have been just like trumpeting for the last year, year and a half, uh, like, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, the level of they are they're talking about themselves every time they say something and they're blaming uh, MAGA Republicans, they're actually referring to themselves every single time. The, the level of projection that that goes on here is it is mind boggling. Um, I don't even know that. I mean, that clip just kind of speaks for itself. It's so funny. <laughs> he spends the first like six minutes of the speech dwelling in the past and stoking fear. And then he's like, we had two choices. We can do what I just did for the last five minutes, or we can move forward and do what I did for the last five minutes in perpetuity. It's <laughs> just like. So I was oh, talking man. about the, the Washington Examiner article and, and we talked about um, that the the MAGA Republicans refuse to accept the free and fair election 
of 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know this part. Uh, Biden appointed to the Federal Election Commission Dara Lindenbaum, who was the legal architect of the of the efforts by Stacey Abrams to overturn Georgia's 2018 gubernatorial election. Oh, they didn't accept that one. Didn't accept that one, did they? I guess and that's not. the person he put in charge of the FEC. Dude, do you remember that article that came? Was it like Time Magazine or something where they just basically admitted to like this cabal of people that were trying to undermine democracy and prevent Trump from getting reelected? Oh, I've got that fucking thing saved. You, um, you can go through and there was a particular lawyer and I can't remember what his name was, but he started in 20, 2018 or 2019 filing a whole bunch of different petitions and legal suits in or legal cases in Pennsylvania. So uh, basically what they did was they looked at 2016 and they said, what are the states that went Obama? And then in 16, instead of going Hillary, you went for Trump, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, like they they specifically targeted a bunch of states and they made sure that they put forth a bunch of different um, like legislation or not legislation, but lawsuits and stuff to free up and make easier access for uh, write in or not write in, but mail in ballots. Like they tried to soften up uh, any like voting registration laws in all of these states. Uh, like it's it is very explicitly laid out in black and white. Like they explain in great detail how they went about doing it. But yeah, if you if you say that there was anything nefarious that went on with tw- I mean, and they started doing it before COVID. They were they were working on this stuff in like November of eighteen and all throughout twenty nineteen. I mean, that when that article came out and it wasn't that long after the election, you know, it was like a couple months after or something. And it was just so it was like braggadocious, <laughs> like they were just brag openly, brazenly bragging about it. And it got like no play in the media. It's It was so unbelievable. It was like so fucking crazy that they were just admitting to basically everything that people were complaining about all these extremist MAGA Republicans. If you talked about it, it would get taken down off of YouTube. Like I I had at least one video, if not two, where all I did was just go through like different parts of this article and talk about the things that they like explicitly tell you in black and white. This is what we did. If you talked about that, it got taken down. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We do need to probably do a follow up episode on the social media censorship, especially in the the wake of um, Zuckerberg going on Rogan and just completely admitting that. Yeah, the FBI comes in here and is like, yeah, there's going to be a disinformation campaign. Make sure you don't uh, let that spread too fast. And then the media just picks up the ball and calls everything Russian misinformation. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. <laughs> but yeah, th- these are the extremists that are subverting democracy. All right. I got I got a couple more clips here. Let's uh, try to plow through these. Let's see what else I let's see what else I found pertinent to this discussion here, because I can't even remember. And I just marked down the times and didn't put any notes next to them. So here we go. You saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January the 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many of them volunteers of both parties, subject to intimidation and death threats. 
And can you believe it? FBI agents. Oh, my God. Just doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives. From Can we stop there? Citizens. Can we stop there? Because didn't in 2020 they go through uh, or the like uh, Maxine Waters and uh, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that because I did a really quick search. It took me about 14 seconds to find this clip here. Let's go ahead and we'll roll this one. Just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. There needs to be. I thought he should have. Sorry. All over the country, maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. We got to be ready to throw a punch. We have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If you're in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. When was the last time? An actor assassinated a president. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Lord Sarge, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We're going to go in there winning. This is just a warning to you, Trumpers. Be careful. For those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> the Democrats literally raised money for bail for violent rioters and looters and like arsonists and vandals all through the summer of 2020. There has been no condemnation from anybody on the left of these protesters going and physically threatening violence against Supreme Court justices, against Republican Congress people, nothing. So yeah, it's, yeah. And where, where are, where are all the examples of like right wingers going and attacking people. I mean, Rand Paul has been attacked on multiple occasions. You've got plenty of, what was the, there was a guy that got shot at a baseball game. Like there's, they've been actually going out in front of Kavanaugh's house. And I mean, fuck, how many times has Tucker Carlson had to move because of people coming after him? Uh, Like the left are the ones who are the radical violent ones who are going after people. The, the only example that they can give for right wing violence is January sixth. Yeah, Charles. Uh, yeah, and then um, what was the? Oh, the guy who the guy who attacked the FBI building with a nail gun. Okay. okay. <laughs> Did you All not right. see that one? Uh, that yeah, that was like a a week or two ago, right? Yeah, right after yeah. Mar-a-Lago, some dude uh, attacked an FBI building with a nail gun. I didn't know it was a nail gun. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a nail gun. They they said it was an AR style gun, but when you look at the pictures, it was it was actually a nail gun. It wasn't. A, it well, was a, I mean, it was a gun though. So it wasn't a real gun. You pulled the trigger and something came out of it. It's an AR style gun. 
Dude, yeah, it's unfucking believable, man. And they just have to say, like, they just say these things, and there's nothing to back them. These extremists, these violent extremists, 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 democracy. And there's just there's nothing that like if there was something there, we would be seeing it like fucking crazy because this is the media narrative that they've been building up for decades. It's why they go fucking berserk when you get like one of these fucking Jesse Smollett stories, because they're so fucking starving for anything to come out. And then these like bullshit stories come out and they run with them. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's nothing there. Or the noose that was hanging in like the NASCAR garage is like, oh, nope, that was just the fucking pole on the garage door that's been there for fucking 10 years. There was some uh, black Muslim chick on a college campus that had her car graffitied. And then when they pulled the campus security videos, she did it to her own car. Like there was a bunch of like racist bullshit that was, that was spray painted on her car. And then when they pulled videos, she had done all of it herself. Like every time, every single time it's, yeah. it's actually it's really like unbelievable. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so absurd. Like you would think I would think there would be like a little more evidence of violent right wing uh, white nationalists, the supremacy extremists. Like there's like there's none of it. Like you can't find any of it anywhere. And and they just they obsess about it. We're, we're going to dwell in the past. Like, yeah, you know, like 80 years ago, there was a lot of uh, violent white supremacy extremism. <laughs> we're not dwelling in the past anymore. We're moving forward. Sure. So I'm told. But yeah, yeah let's uh, let me let Biden finish this quote, because he, he goes on to talk about how there's no place. There, there's no place for this political violence. <laughs> Hang on, I lost my place here. I got to find it again. No, that was just so good. As soon as he said that, I was like, how long is it going to take me to find a clip of uh, just like everybody talking about wanting to kill Donald Trump and rioting in the streets and it's no big deal. And it took me under a minute. That was like the first one that came up was that clip. I'm sure there's just like a bajillion more. And I wonder how long it would take me to find clips. I, maybe for the next episode, I'll try to find evidence of all this uh, violent right-wing extremism that's going around. That is not either January 6th or uh, Charlottesville. <laughs> good, good luck. To their own lives from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday, and the day before predicting and all the calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law. And we, the people, must say, this is not who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro-insurrectionist uh, pro pro and pro-American. They're incompatible. <laughs> we can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We have to reject political violence with, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster. Now, we can't let the integrity of our elections be undermined. For that is a path to chaos. Okay, okay. wait. I, I also forgot in the first part of that clip where he's just like, and can you believe it? The FBI agents that were just doing their job. <laughs> it's like, oh, they were just following orders. We're, we're invoking the Nuremberg defense. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I can believe it. Actually, I can believe that the fucking that there are right wing people that want to kill FBI agents. I can, I can believe that because the FBI just got done, um, you know, orchestrating this bullshit Russia collusion campaign that went against that that undermined their their guy in office for four years, and now they're raiding his house. Like, yes, yeah, I can believe it. I could believe that the FBI uh, operating as like a political um, agent has uh, people that are pretty upset with them. Well, and especially after the stuff that came out about the Obama presidency going using the IRS to target and go after right wingers and and conservative conservative journalists and people who oppose Obama, like anybody that spoke out against Obama and the things that he did. They were literally using the FBI and the IRS to target and go after those people. Like, so yeah, you know what? I, I can believe it. There are probably people, are people who don't the like FBI, that. FBI, this sacred agency, it's this untouchable, like infallible FBI. Yeah, who could be mad at them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Insurrection is incompatible with America. When America was founded on like the biggest insurrection ever. <laughs> like, all right. Another great contradiction there. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-America. It's incompatible. It's like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, how did America get started again? Uh, what was that thing with like a King George something? I don't know. We declared our independence and then we fought a war. <laughs> that was a pretty big insurrection there. Do you have the clip where he talks about the the divisive culture wars that are being waged by the right when it's it's the fucking left the <laughs> left are the ones that are pushing the culture war that like by going after so you know they've gone after anybody who opposes anything lgbtq they've gone after anybody who opposes anything that's um pro choice they've gone after anybody who opposes transgenderism they've gone after anybody who opposes uh oh what's the CRT, uh, like Critical they they are theory, actively yeah. waging war, and not in like the physical violence way, but in the canceling the, and yeah, removing they'll ruin your, your life yeah. kind of way. <laughs> like most people would probably rather die than live their life in the wake of uh, being like canceled and and just having your reputation fucking dragged through the mud and everything. Uh, let's see, I have let's see one two. I got three more clips. Let's see if I got that. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. 
Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not the will of the American people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. <laughs> we should respect the rule of law also defund the police. Right, defund the police. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I was like, wait a minute. Which group of people went on a rampage about defunding the police for a year? And uh, not only do they not respect the rule of law, but they don't respect property rights or anything. Uh, dude, his so that like his only if thing, like that was going to be his big moment. I kept thinking of like juxtaposing that to like Ron Paul's what if speech and like how much better and more prescient and accurate that speech was versus democracy only works only if. Only if this and only if that and democ democracy doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. It really does not work. It it fails. It, it doesn't work on paper. It doesn't work in practice. It is a fucking horrible idea. And, it, you know, we don't have enough time to flesh out everything that's wrong with democracy in this episode. You can go back and listen to the one. It's Hong Kong and the failures of democracy or something like that. I forget exactly what I call it, but it was a while ago. So it's probably pretty far back in the archives, but it's still out there. And I think I probably did a really good job of shredding everything that uh, is wrong with democracy. And I'm sure I did lean heavily on uh, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Democracy, the God that Failed, because that is a great fucking book. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have the, uh, I have two more clips, but I don't know if I have the one about uh, the social issues. Let's see. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, 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 no what the white supremacists and the extremists say. I made a bet on you, the American people, and that bet is paying off. Coming uh, in from darkness, the darkness of Charlottesville, of COVID, of gun violence, of insurrection. We can see the light. Light is now visible. Light that will guide us forward. In words, but in actions, actions for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for America. Even in this moment, with all the challenges we face, I give you my word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. <laughs> Not because of maybe because of who you are. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Mark my words. We're going to create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy. We're going to think big. We're going to make the 21st century another American century. <laughs> he should have checked with his uh, pharmaceutical lobbyist before he went and said that shit about ending cancer. I, cancer. I, bet, they, I bet they have something to say about that. Well, he said, as you know it, and as he knows it, I mean, he has cancer, <laughs> Apparently, at least at one point he did. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That was just like him just lying about everything. And I think I might have cut off the first part where he talked about how great the economy was. <laughs> it's just like, dude, we uh, are technically in a recession. Still, we had back to back quarters of negative growth. Inflation is running at all time highs. Yes, it went down from 9.5% to 8. 6% or something like that, but 8.6 or 8.4, whatever it is, is still astronomically high. When it was running at 4%, 
under like Nixon or something. They they put in wage and price controls. So, uh, well, according to Corinne uh, Jean Pierre, they have created a thousand million new jobs. A thousand million. Yeah, I did hear that. Oh, dude, I had some uh, some clips from her too queued up, but I was like, we're not gonna have time for this. That was great. Yeah. Well, and part of like. She, she's not getting any better at that job, by the way. I don't know how long it's been. Has it been six months or something? <laughs> like you're, you're supposed to get better at this, but she's not. I, and it's tough. I mean, I get it. It's tough answering for the Biden administration, but like people are asking her, like, what do you mean? Like, what does he mean when he's talking about MAGA Republicans and these extremists? And she's just like extremist. Like she just repeats. Yeah. N- no definitions, no nothing. Or she just like completely says the wrong thing entirely. Like, I, I, there are so many examples of her just like rambling on about something that doesn't make any sense in the context of what the question was. Like, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. We we should do a, a follow up. We I have to look up how long it's supposed to take to get. I think it's eighteen months or something. You're supposed to get good. It takes to get good at a position. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll we'll check in on her at like the the nine month mark or something when she's halfway there and see if she's gotten any better. We'll, we'll do the first day where she's flipping through like frantically through her fucking notebook and we'll put it next to her ninth month at this position and, uh, and, and check in and see how she's doing. But man, yeah, she's, she's terrible at that job. She is so fucking bad. Like I, I, there's got to be like a better, even if you're just going to hire like a chick because she's black, just get like one that's really good at, at giving you some jazz. You know, she's not even good at that. She can't even go all angry black woman on you. That'd be so much more entertaining if she just like flipped out at a Ducey and like all these other guys that are asking her questions. That's the biggest failure of this administration is if you're going to just go like completely based on race and sex and whatever at least find somebody who's good at playing into that stereotype and like let them let them be the crazed black woman don't have kamala and kareen jean pierre who can't even fucking put together a coherent sentence like pick somebody that's going to be entertaining yeah and, and entertaining and just like yeah i mean stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason i always say that um but like you'd be doing your cause a much better service by just getting somebody in there, even if it's stereotypical and they're just competent and better than these like bumbling idiots that are clearly just a token hire because she's black and she's a woman. And I think she, is she a lesbian too? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's really, that's really great when you're up at the podium and none of that shit matters. (laughs) It's like, just pick an angry black woman that can throw fireballs at, at journalists. Like that's all you so, need. That would be so awesome. I would tune in every day to watch that because that, I mean, that's kind of what Trump did with that blonde chick who was like a fucking real feisty, uh, whatever. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Kaylee. Uh, oh yeah. She was or... such a fucking Kaylee. Oh my God. It was such a Trump hire too. Did you see Trump's lawyer is just like some fucking bimbo too? No wonder he's getting fucking rated by the FBI. Like Trump hires his lawyers based on like how big her fucking tits are. It's hilarious. At least he has a stick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't fault the guy. It, by the way, um, 
this just reminded me of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. We have to talk about this because I meant to mention it in my rant about women. Uh, we need to take a second for having a shtick and sticking to it. And the legend that is Leonardo DiCaprio, he dumps every chick the second they turn 25. And there's there's something unbelievably hilarious about that unbelievable like all of these girls are fucking knockouts right they're 24 he's like fucking 47 or something and they turn 25 and he's just like nope that you're out i don't care how fucking hot and it's so great too because 24 year old hot chicks never get the business handed to them like they just have the fucking world by the balls. Everything's on a fucking platter. Men will do anything for a hot 24 year old girl that we are so fucking pathetic. And Leonardo DiCaprio is like, nope, you're gone. And that's got to be like the great, like the biggest knock to their fucking self-confidence ever. And I just find it absolutely hilarious that everybody knows it's coming. And I bet these girls, they think it's going to be different this time. Uh, and it's just, no, nope, he's pulling the football away from Lucy every single fucking time at 25. I'm going to change him. I'll be the one. I'll be the one that he keeps. Yeah. Around. Nope. <laughs> Dude, he is fucking legendary. That guy. And I, I can't like stand most of the stuff that I, I like his movies usually. And I try not to like listen to actors when they talk because I don't want to. Uh, I want to be able to enjoy their movies and the Trump, the whole Trump presidency made that a lot harder to do, but like, dude, his fucking approach to dating is fucking hilarious and awesome. Anyway, I got one more clip. We might have time for Let's uh, gotta be quick. I got it queued up. They believe America is not like I believe about America. I believe America is big enough for all of us to succeed. And that is the nation we're building, a nation where no one is left behind. I ran for president because I believe we're in a battle for the soul of this nation. I still believe that to be true. I believe the soul is the breath, the life, and the essence of who we are. The soul is what makes us us. The soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal in the image of God, that all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, and respect, that all deserve justice and a shot at lives of prosperity and consequence, and that democracy, democracy must be defended, for democracy makes all these things possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, does that apply to MAGA extremist Republicans or... No, no, just just the people who align with progressive woke values. That's it. Uh, he said all and we all have these souls and our souls define us. And but, yeah, we can, you know, if we decide we don't want you, we can just vacuum you out and throw you in the fucking garbage can. No big deal. What happens to those? So <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, the, the soul of America is just such a weird thing. And in one of the previous clips he was talking about, like, you know, you have to unconditionally love the country or something. It can't just be because like who's in power. Is there anybody that holds America, the country in lower regard than liberal Democrats? 
say that sounds like some nationalistic bullshit that uh the fascists on the right would probably say yeah yeah you can't just love america because of who's in power it's like all right well so they love america when like barack obama's in power they hate it when donald trump's in power um but the soul yeah we got to say the soul and democracy makes it all possible democracy the the sacred fucking sacrament of democracy it really is just uh that was one hell of a speech that was biden's best speech by far um just in terms of content and coherence like i said he's never been better when he's being like a full-on fucking dictator and doing a, a dictator impression i mean they they had him all jacked up on mountain dew and he was ready to rock and roll huh? The yeah. uh, well, the content Hitler of the was always jacked up on fucking opiates or uh, cocaine too, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't that like the big thing? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're not we're not supposed to make those comparisons. It's really lazy uh, political an- uh, analysis. If it works, it works. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard not to. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we got to wrap there. You got to go. I got to go. We got three minutes and 30 seconds to uh, unwind this show here. So anything else you want to say to our lovely listeners on this Saturday afternoon? Oh, I can't think of too much. Um, yeah, we'll, we will definitely have to do a follow up on this on Tuesday because there was so much more to go into with, uh, and and talk more about Gene uh whatever okay yeah yeah. well so yeah find those clips that you wanted to do and then we'll get the jean-pierre we'll do some jean-pierre stuff because yeah she's she's gold too absolute gold yeah tune back in on tuesday for round two of breaking down the biden speech (laughs) all right all right and um yep that uh well what's that thing ah fuck i don't know if i have time to find it I should be plugging this event that I'm speaking at in like two months, but I can never remember the name of it. Uh, Come down to Mexico. And at the end of November, it's like November 25th to the 27th. It's like the weekend right after um, Thanksgiving, whatever that is. There's actually, it's a, it sounds like a really fun festival type thing that they're doing there. People are camping out. There's like a bunch of activities like paintball and music and, all that yoga stuff too that people are into. I don't know. And then uh, speeches. I'll be giving a, a talk there. Haven't quite decided on what I will be talking about, but that'll be happening. Mariposa or something like that is what it's called. Um, which it, 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 you know I'm looking forward to it. So it'll be uh, something to do at the end of November since there is no super spreader this year. And I was taking some shit at the happy hour last night. Uh, a couple people are not, not happy that I'm not doing it this year. And then I'm thinking about doing it in like May when the weather is starting to turn better in the U S but the thing is, I'm not going to be around here uh, from like December to April. I'll probably be somewhere else in Mexico. So I don't know, maybe, and they, they, they want to have it back in Sayulita. I don't know. Hit me up on Twitter at pedal fiction let me know your thoughts on where the next super spreader should be and if you guys can do all that for us we will be back on tuesday as justin hill billy boy campbell alluded to with a brand new episode for you until then you know the drill just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction peace